0: Alright, today is February 23rd, 2021. It is a new week. So that brings you a new edition of the Positivity Wall. Yay, we're at Positivity Wall Volume 9. And so yeah, as, as we start every, you know, one of these Positivity Walls, we start you out with the thinking out loud, the, the thought process. But before that, like I said, today is about the Positivity Wall. Um we're gonna take you into the latest episode and, and keep it going and hopefully give you more positivity to start your work week out great even though it's <laughs> even though it's not Monday but hey I'm gonna stay positive so um, thinking out loud give you some context last week was a really very interesting week I had some conversations with some some friends and so it, it kind of inspired me to release um, You know, try try a different approach, you know, try to make content specific to an issue opposed to, um, you know, I've done that before. I've talked about certain things in my life, but to actually to write around an an issue and then, you know, deliver, um, you know, just my perspective about it. And it was it was really cool. It was really refreshing. And I want to say for those who maybe have listened to some of the content as a break in the seriousness. Um, let's see. One, two, three, I have about six more topics that I need to write on at the same time. I need to finish writing the other positivity wall episodes Oh, I'm trying to think real quick as I turn my pages. I think I'm all the way up to 13, actually 14. So that means I have six more episodes to write to finish of The Positivity wall and then that is completely written. It's a matter of producing and publishing the content. Um, but for the thing I loud today, I want to gear it kind of towards some of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about in this episode Um, I just wanted to get those, uh, club announcements out the way. (laughs) We started you off with basically club announcements of club jam jam. Welcome by the way. Um, I guess one more announcement before I I head into my thinking out loud. Oh man. I think I'm gonna make that a new segment. We're just going to start you off with club announcements. Then we'll let you with thinking out loud. I like that. Uh, So I'm going to write that down real club for club announcements. Uh, But uh, last announcement I want to say, um, you know, I've been uh, looking at analytics and I've been, you know, I'm in a small little bubble here, Um, but I want to take the time. You know, I think that, uh, you know, California, Washington, the state of Washington, specifically Seattle, um, is starting to give Florida, you know, my home state, a run for its money. And and, and listening to the show, uh, you know, I see Texas, Ohio is out there giving listen. So to the people in the United States listening, I thank you. Uh, also, you have, like I said, France, uh, you know, Ireland. I think I've picked up Singapore, Russia, Puerto Rico for that small percentage point that I see. Um Hey, we we appreciate you. Welcome to the madness that is Club Jam Jam. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I, I think I was challenged um, as far as my creativity a few weeks ago. And one, I had a friend just talk about Valentine's Day. And like I said, normally, some of the skits and some of the kind of comedic things that I do, I kind of leave away from this. So... I hope to to make, you know, entertainment here. I've I've always tried to be very serious and and give a spin to it, but I'm gonna kinda push myself a little bit more, if y'all don't mind. And I figure that's this is a better space to do it. Um so yeah, we're gonna do that. But as far as your yeah, let me let me just give you this as this is these are your club announcements and then we'll go to our thinking out loud. (laughs) okay sorry sorry about that you know hey i just created a new segment you know club announcements i think it's important to kind of uh, one of the things i wanted to do is kind of update you and just kind of give you full transparency and so um going forward you will see me kind of use that first segment as as transparency you'll see me move to thinking out loud thinking out loud is really just the setup and then just kind of some random thing it was supposed to be random thoughts um but like I said, I'm willing to try different things. I'm willing to do different things. And so, um, hey, that's what it's about. I have, I should have put this in the announcements, but one last one. Lord, I'm really messing up tonight. Sorry. Bear with me. <laughs> um, I think I've linked the WordPress to this. Uh, it has my email address. Any suggestions, anything? Hey, I'm down for it. But back to the episode of Positivity Wall 9, your random thoughts, You're thinking out loud today. And so the setup for this, um, this episode is really pivotal to me and I think this is an episode that, it, it, you know, I'm going to, you know, these positivity walls, I pour a lot out and, and so I'm, I'm a little nervous, but one of the things I wanted to talk about, I spent last week, um, using the TikTok, I'm going to sound like an old person cause I've, I've never really posted on it. And, and I kind of talked about something on my Snapchat about boundaries, and the importance of boundaries, and specifically around family. Um, Some of the conversation I'm gonna have is going to kind of delve into that with family and friends um, about this topic. But what I wanted to say on this this pod today was, boundaries are very important. They are very important. I wanna echo them again. I think I I probably said it in in one of the other episodes where I was just playing around. I think I spoke about it in situationships versus relationships. But in general, you have to have a place where you draw the line in the sand. And if you do not, people will always take advantage of you. Um, It's also not your responsibility to save the world. There is no Superman in this world. That's why it's a comic book. And you have every right to be selfish and pick yourself first. This is a very important topic for me because I have struggled (laughs) with this, and I still struggle with it to to this day. Um, Just because of how I was raised, because of how I was programmed, very, very hard for me to pick myself first. I've spent a lot of time always putting others before me. And what I've learned in the last, I would say about eight years, is, is that people are willing to drink of your cup, but they are not willing to refill it at times. They will drink all from your cup and they won't refill it at all. They will just walk away from you. So you have to make sure you prioritize yourself because that is important. And so um, I wanted to make sure that I said that that to any of you out there who may be going through things with friends, family, um, even a job. Prioritize yourself first because we get we truly only get one shot at this. And you don't want to be that person that has the what ifs. You don't want to be like my parents' generation or their parents' generation with a bunch of what ifs. The thing I respect so much about um, younger millennials, because I'm, I'm kind of like a first year or somewhere around that. I'm an early millennial. But these millennials who are like younger than me and then Gen Z, they are living life to the fullest because they truly see it how it is. Um, they're not waiting for something to come to them. They're grabbing life by the horns. And that's how you should be. The only way you can do that is truly prioritizing yourself. It's something that I've had to learn um, later in in adult life um, because the thing is, is being able to travel, being able to work and do things, I've got to experience so much. Um, But at times when I've been home, there's so much that's been thrusted upon me and asked of me. And to say it's not fair is an understatement, but the trick to life is always prioritize yourself first. Yeah. So, hey, let's, let's strap in. Let's kind of continue the, the conversation um, that I led in with, with Thinking Out Loud about boundaries. This is your Positivity Wall 9, and your Positivity Wall 9 reads simply, I'm proud of you. I love you. <laughs> hey, shortest one yet. I think the only other one that will be just about that short, I think there's there's two more. Um, I think it's around 12 or 13 and then 20, um, that you have really just that kind of shortness of line. But like I said, positivity, wall nine, here we go again. I'm proud of you. I love you. Reason why this is important to me. This is, you know, going to be that conversation is because for a very long time growing up, I, I, um, I struggled with these 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 two lines. I think self love is very important. You know, we live in that time where people talk about self love and self care. Yes, bish. Um, but I think being honest is, is one of the things that I, I think it's one of the greatest traits that I have in strengths. And so, as I said, I will pour here, and um, the 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 setup here. <laughs> Because at times when I created my positivity wall, it was, (laughs) why isn't this number two? Like you start with, you know, you just come out the gates and then we go through a little bit of pain and then you have to, you say this now, if you've been, if you've been paying attention, as I would say, if you haven't go back to one, go back to one, because I, I I say it at the end of every episode, you are amazing. You are beautiful. (laughs) I'm smiling. And you are loved. I don't know. It's something about that you're beautiful. I just always will make me smile. Hopefully, you do too. But then, as we say we we have gone through. We've gone through it, and so to kind of catch you up, you know, I'm gonna walk you through <laughs> where we have been. Let me let me turn the pages because the wall is too far from my recording. So you start with you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're loved. Um, then you go to to, to to two, which is pain doesn't define you. It's not yours to carry. Break from this place onward and upward is the only way. I've dropped you right in the pain right after I told you you're beautiful. <laughs> Stop beating yourself up. We, we all fall. We all lose. Continue to lead by speaking from your heart. Stop hiding. Start by choosing to win. that's three. That's that's a positivity wall three. Not so positives, right? But we walk you through those in those episodes. Positivity four, if you seek life, then live. If you seek love, then love. Very important there. Positivity wall four. Uh, Positivity wall five, um, I choose versus, you know, I can't. So basically um, I ask that you arm choose and that you do not arm can. I can't remember exactly the card I made for that, but yeah, you get it. Uh, Volume six, smile big and bright, even through loss. Your will can't be crushed, only you can stop you. Seven, smile, you're amazing. Keep fighting on tough days. Someone is watching, cheering you on each day. Positivity wall eight. (laughs) And I said it a lot in that episode. I demand my slice of joy. No one will keep me from my peace. Now you come to nine. I'm proud of you. I love you. So to take you through all that, nine is very important where it's at. Every every positivity wall has been fought and been crafted to be put in its place properly. Um, My life has been filled with pain. I have experienced so many lessons by having to lose, by having to feel pain. And it's not been fun ride, But it has been a very enlightening one. Even in pain, you still got to learn, you know? And if you're not opening yourself up to do that, what are we doing here? So I come back to this point to say this could have easily been the second one. If I was giving you this positivity wall, Teletubby experience, this would have been second. And there are some towards the back half. Um, even like positivity wall eight, where I'm saying I'm demand my slice of joy, that probably would have been third, but I am taking you through the ebbs and flows of life. No one's life is always at a high or not always at a low. Um, there are the peaks and valleys. And so I feel as though I'm giving you each episode and a format of, you know, what you could be going through. I don't know the exact pain point for you. Um, but um, there's a reason why it, it's in order. So, I'm, I, you know, I had to explain myself there. But to get to this, the reason why these two lines were so hard for me is because growing up in the environment that I did, you had to be strong. You couldn't show weakness. Um, so uh, for me, it was tough. You know, my parents being split, my father being in the service, being, you know, all around the world, you know, working hard. Um, my mother, being a single mother raising two children, working her ass off, working two jobs, it was a very interesting environment to grow up in. Coming back to to Panama City where we live, um, being around family, just trying to get settled, just being that odd kid, and then going to school here, growing up. Um, I grew up in a family like you would. You these is where I could say it is wolves like we. <laughs> And you always had to be on go. What it taught me is, is that there are no moments for weakness. And when a heart becomes hard in that way, it truly cannot let in the light. So if you're listening to this and you have gone through a similar experience in your life, or you're going through something right now, I would ask you to find the resolve to reflect. Reflection. I talk about it a lot. I, I know you're like, stop hitting us dead the head with reflection, but it's very important. It's very important to reflect. Um, I spent time reflecting, but I've also been spending time lately meditating. Spend time finding that quiet place within your mind, but also in your heart so that it can also help you find the joy that is yours. And and so going, growing up in those environments, I just always, it was a struggle. You know, this this is a story of struggle. Like, you know, go to school here. I'm I'm not the smartest kid in the world, but I can hold my own. Um, I won't give myself credit a lot of times, but, you know, most people who deal with me would say that, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm an intelligent guy. I can hold my own, Um, but I've always been a hard worker. And one of the things that's been hard about how I move, I've been very misunderstood. Uh, (laughs) The only thing about me being misunderstood, normal people tend to fight for their place in the line. I never fit in the line. So the longer that they left me from the line, I just didn't give really a shit to fight for it. And I have to say it that way because it's true. I I just did not care to to do what other people did. I was going to be who I wanted to be. And that required me to just continue to be honest to myself. You didn't accept me for who I am. I could... Spend my time trying to make you understand me, or I could just be who I want to be. Because either way, you're gonna judge me, you're gonna laugh at me, you're gonna say I don't fit, and that's kind of how I felt living here and where I live. Um, you know, I went to school here, and I just didn't quite fit in my time frame. And so, a lot of the the black people that you know I necessarily went to school, I just never felt like I fit. Um, it's interesting being an adult and running into these people because. I guess they respected me enough or they respect me enough now to where we can have conversations. But at time, you know, I just didn't I was not a part of anything that was mattered or mattered. And that was tough. Um, It was tough in those teenage years to feel outcasted. But I just focused on the work. If I couldn't control um, how they felt about me, all I could do was control what I could do. And that was work really hard. If I was going to be laughed at for being smart, you damn right I'm going to be smart. <laughs> so that's what I did, and um, I'm very glad that I, that I have that work ethic, that I have that mind frame. But this is still speaking for the fractured side of it when you are on the outside sometimes, and I'm and I won't speak to say that I'm on the outside. Like I was. They were in the house and I was on the field. No, it, it was like, imagine being in a room with people and you know conversations are happening and you're you're you, they're talking about you sometimes, but you're not able to engage in the conversation because you're not invited to. So it's like, you're in the room, you're not in the cold, but you're not a part of the engagement of what's going on. And that was tough for me. Um, but all I did was keep my head down and focus on what I was going to do and, and work really hard. And so that struggle... Um, was tough for me because the easiest way I could say to you is imagine coming home and not feeling like you're good enough, but imagine going to school and not feeling good enough. There was no place that I was ever good enough. (laughs) The only time that I was ever good enough was, I remember when I was playing trumpet and my church took a liking to my musical ability. It's, It's one of the things that I do miss. I do miss playing music. It was fun before all the politics of how parents and adults act. Adults can be stupid, by the way. Um, That was the only time that someone actually told me that, hey, you know, you're good. I'm proud of you. I like what you're doing. Stick to this and made me feel good. In in my family, I was always the better of all the children. And so that I, I lived off of comparison. I was always compared to my cousins, which made it very hard for them to get close to me. I was always used as the lightning rod between aunts and between, you know, my grandmother, because they didn't understand the impact of all you're doing is making me be distanced from my family. And it was hard. And then on my dad's side, we lived in Florida. They live in Virginia. So I missed a lot of moments. I had summers with my cousins and that was fun. I loved seeing my cousins. I love seeing my grandmother and my grandfather when he was still alive. Those were some good times. I always cherish those memories because I, growing up, I felt like that was the family I was supposed to be with, that side of the family. And um, the older I got, I was just in this hole by myself and they were nowhere to help me. And so what it did for me is it helped me to tune off everyone. I have become the type of person that, like I, I've said before, I am not the best friend to have. I'm definitely not the best family member to have. I've spent so much time in isolation or so much time alone that I don't even know how to, to function properly in friendship because I won't call you <laughs> if I need you. I won't call you if I really want to talk to you. I don't want to bother you. I don't want to be that burden. And so I'm proud of you. I love you as a reminder to myself that I am good enough to have those conversations with those people. Um, I have a friend who just got engaged and he's a very very important friend to me we have a lot of great memories he's actually the godfather of my son and when he started dating this girl who is awesome by the way i love her to death um i knew he would marry her she was just she was awesome she kept him in check she challenged him like women should um, but she showed him love and I was so happy for him, so proud for him because I was like, yes, he's a good dude. He's always been great. And he ended up, she ended up taking a job in Tennessee and they had to move away. And let me tell you, because I'm going to own it. Let me tell you how bad of a friend I am. So he moves away and he talks about, you know, we love baseball. We, we, we've we spent our time. I know a black guy baseball, but I love baseball. I do. It's It's my thing. I played baseball when I was young. I love the sport. It's a chess game, but we would go to baseball games. We are um, big Tampa Bay Ray fans. We've been to the minor league teams. We've we've had so many beautiful journeys and I love him dearly. And he moved away and he's kept in touch. We said baseball games, he would check on Ryan. And and over time, over the last, I would say two years that the thing about being my friend once you give me distance is, is that I won't, I'll not stop bothering you. To explain my insanity, because I keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. I knew when he would was going to marry this woman that it would require a different energy. It does. When you marry someone or you're in a really serious relationship, the time with your friends or your boys, it kind of, it changes. You have to give up some of that for your lady. You just do. Even if you have the intentions of, we have a guy night every Thursday, um, things are going to happen. And so... I struggled with it, but I knew that if I could just let him go and just let him live his life, that he wouldn't need me and it would be fine. And um, I found out about this engagement. I saw a ring online and I told him, congrats. I'm just so happy for him. It's just one of those situations how my isolation allows me to separate myself from people. And so as we go on... um, The big struggle for me in this topic is being proud of myself. Um, What I wrote down is I had to learn to accept that I was good enough. And for a lot of y'all, like, you'll think, okay, accepting you're good enough, that's important for someone who struggled with self-worth, who struggled with their self-image, because I was lost in what people thought of me. And not, I I got lost for a minute and and didn't know who I was, because I let everybody else dictate who I was supposed to be, opposed to saying no. I'm putting my foot down. This is who Jam is, and so it was it was a bit of struggle. But what I learned going through the process of of reminding myself who I was is that accepting that I was good enough was the wrong accept acceptance was the wrong word. You know, I don't get to accept this job of saying I'm good enough. I have to understand in my heart that I'm good enough. And the difference between those words is acceptance comes from someone else, another party, a mutual agreement. The understanding is within. It is truly of self. And so there are moments where I struggle and I feel like, okay, you know, I want to make my mom proud. I want to make my dad proud. I want to make anybody in my family proud because, I mean, I want to carry my name, my last name, and 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 make sure that I leave great contributions, you know, and 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 extend this name further. But the thing about family is, when I grew up, when I you know, when I became an adult, became eighteen, I moved on on my own. I was doing my thing. I started to accept my first name as the unique part in this to say, hey, Jemiah, that's my name. And it's funny because in that time frame, if you mispronounce my name, I would correct you swiftly. (laughs) And I would make you call me my name. And it was because it was the one thing that was the greatest gift that my parents did give me that made me hold on to being in this world. There was plenty of times in my life I wanted to give up. Plenty of times I just didn't feel like I mattered. And so the easiest thing to do would be disappear. We've talked about this before about my thoughts and and moments of of weakness to where I just didn't feel like I mattered and existing was like not really should be in the cards. Um, but I've I've had this struggle in my life where I just wanted my parents to tell me that they were proud of me. I needed that validation so much that it ate away at me because I'm a people pleaser because I was programmed to always you know my mother. I have a picture in my house of me and my sister when we we're young. And I remember my mother told me it was my job to always protect, to always look out for her as a big brother. And we've went through some some issues within the last two years where she's been negligent about taking care of certain things adults have to take care of and expecting big brother to storm in. And I've cut, cut that rope. And it's hard when you have to cut the rope. It's for me what's hard about my life is any family member close to me, I've had to have a very difficult conversation with in the last 10 years. I've had to have different, I've had to have at least four difficult conversations with my mom, my sister, I've had to have more than that. My dad, it's just like the question becomes like, why, why me? Why do I have to go through this? All I want from y'all is your love. All I want is for you to say that, you're not bothering anyone. You make a good living for yourself. You're trying to be the best father you can be. You're raising your son the best way you can and showing him life. Like I'm proud of you. I love you. Those that's why this card's important to me because I need that from these people. And they it's like they think I need something else. Like <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's funny about my parents when Christmas comes. I don't care about Sharing gifts or get, buy, get someone getting me a gift for Christmas. I have spent so much time in my life being told no. So when I became an adult, there was no wasn't an option for me. If I wanted it, I'll go get it today. No holiday, no birthday. That's why my birthday wasn't really important to me. Because if I wanted to buy something, I'll wait until my birthday to buy it. I'm gonna go buy it now. And so they they struggle with this dynamic. Like my my dad's gotten better because he would ask me every year, and he's finally stopped over the last few years because he knows the phrase that I say to him. He would say, Okay, I know what you're gonna say. You're just gonna say the gift that you want is you want me to be healthy and happy. Ding ding ding. Why would I need another person to buy me a gift? So there's an episode about gifts that's gonna come up, and we're gonna we're gonna delve into that more. But all I'm gonna say about gifts for me is I struggle receiving gifts. Because in my family, if you received a gift, as I've talked about before, for your 1x contribution of what you were given, you have to give 3 to 5x back in contribution. And family doesn't work that way. Giving gifts doesn't work that way. I don't get you a gift and say, hey, what are you going to give me? Like, I give you a gift because I'm pouring out from my heart because I love you and I think this is amazing for you, but not in my family. And so what you can gather from what I've been through is I needed people to tell me that they were proud of me, to tell me that I, they loved me. And it was a, it was like the one thing that was hardest for them to say. Hell, my parents didn't really say it until I would say about in the last, i say about the last six, seven years, where I would start pressing it more, where I would say it in conversation to them after a call. There was times I was afraid to say it to my dad because I didn't want him to look at me as weak. This is a strong military man, like bench press, like he's, he's when I look at a man, I'm like, that's a man. <laughs> Here his son is, I can build things, but I am more of a visual person. The um The ambiguity inside of me, I struggle with not being able to see the path. If anyone knows me, like if, if I can't see the start line and the finish line, mentally I shut down. And that's why like building a bookshelf is a task alone for me. But the one thing I needed from them was just them being proud of me, them loving me. And then the, the last thing I needed was them allowing me to, to live life without attaching me to their bullshit. And on my mom's side of the family, I'm attached to it all the time. Someone wants, someone wants to tell you that you owe them for your existence. Yeah, you put me here. That's it. <laughs> I don't owe you any monetary value because I did this and that. And I have, I've had to struggle with having conversations when people are being very selfish and asking me to give up more of myself when I get nothing in return. And so I'm, I'm t- by telling you this, I wanted to tell it to you because I want you to know that when people are, if you ever hear this, like, I'm going to try to do better. Um, I'm doing the best that I can. Um, what's the other one? Like, you wouldn't be who you are without me. Like, that's some gas lighting to the ultimate level. Don't allow anyone to do that to you. Don't accept it. Remember this, prioritize self. If that requires you to be selfish, cut them off. Don't people please there. I can tell you, because I got 35 years of experience on it, <laughs> I'm world-renowned at this with dealing with family members who love to gaslight you, who love to, to come to the crap table and look at the chips you have, and because they didn't spend their chips right, because they don't have any more chips, they love to nudge you and say, remember that time that I made you a sandwich when you were six years old? Well, you should give me some of your chips. That's the vultures that I have. I'm, I'm related to. And many of you who listen to this, you know someone in your family the same way. I was grown, fostered, and developed in this environment. And at 35 years old, I still struggle with having. I don't, I don't, uh, uh, let me take that back. I don't struggle having the conversation. I struggle when I go back to my house and sit down and go, was I too hard on them? Was I too tough? Maybe I could have gave a little more. Like I, I have second thoughts, but baby, (laughs) let me tell you about this too. The difference between 23 and 35 at 23, I could feel bad about it and call somebody and be like, okay, maybe I was a little too harsh. I'm going to give you the money at 35, (laughs) baby. Listen to me clear on this people. If I would have known this 12 years ago, I would have. I wouldn't have had to go through some of the lumps. Now, the trick is by 25, it only took me two more years to finally draw my line in the sand and not move it anymore. I was moving my line before in the sand. Boundaries require you to draw a line in the sand and never move them. It requires you to enforce your line. And I wasn't doing it. I was letting people step over the line and give it in. By 25, I figured it out. So it took me two years to figure it out. But it's taking me another 10 years to kind of be be okay with having the conversation and saying, I am a good person. I am proud of you, Jemiah I love you, Jemiah because you didn't do anything wrong. They've asked you to do more than what you should have to do. And that is not right. So if someone's gaslighting you and your family, or your friends are gaslighting you, hey, <laughs> set clear expectations for them. Draw your line in the sand. I call it my jam clause. And when you do that, enforce it. And when people struggle, or they try to push past where they're supposed to, re- rewind and remind them of your clear expectations. Do not allow people to walk over you because they will walk over you for the rest of your days. They will deplete your funds, and they won't care any about it. And I'm going to give you a story as I as I wrap as we go into to call into close that sits with me to this day. And I have numerous stories on this individual. I'm going to leave this person nameless <laughs> and they'll never hear this. Um, but I don't like to, you know, I talk about family and I talk about certain things, but I try to to create distance between because I never want to be messy. I, I'm, I'm about the lessons. I'm about showing you my truth, but also being very aware of how I can paint a portrait. I'm a writer. It's what I do. So this individual needed money, needed money, needed help. Okay. Well, it was it was a you know, anything over like twenty dollars, that's <laughs> I don't play by my money. I hope most of you don't either. So when somebody asks me for a hundred dollars, I need to know when, where, why. And then I need to know how you're gonna get it back to me. And one of the things black people like to say is we don't like when you piece it together. Piecing it together, if if you've never heard this term, means if I give you a hundred dollars on a Friday, when you pay me back in three Fridays, you better give me a hundred dollar bill. You better not give me 20 and then another 20 and then 25. No, give me all my money back at once. So that's the terminology for you. But this person asked me for money. They need help with a bill. Okay, cool. And we've all dealt with this situation. About three days later, I'm out. I'm in a store getting some groceries, run into this individual. They're buying a TV. I'm like, what the hell is this person doing about it? They just asked me to pay a bill. So I see him. Wave. Hey, I'm like, I ain't going to say nothing because I don't want to embarrass him because I'll fight about my money. I don't know about you, but I'll fight about my money Um, because you we all give up a lot of time for our money and you have to be wise about that. And so. Don't say nothing. Then it took the person a little bit longer than what they described to pay me back. Took them about two more weeks. And then when they gave me my money, it was, hey man, yeah. I was like, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I do not play about my money. This is a serious thing. Um, You had time to ask me for money, but you're out buying stuff. That is not a smart thing. I am not a bank for you. I am not ATM. So the bank of jam is closed for you. Don't ever ask me for another dollar. Now, this person is close enough to me so you can surmise. They've asked me for more dollars, and at times I have given them. But the difference between that at 25 and where I've been over the last 10 years is you got to give me my money back right away. Got to give back to me right away. So I still struggle with some of those elements, but they know not to ask me for money because... It's not like how, like, what I learned is people will give you a sob story to make you feel bad about them, take your money, and then run out and go do stuff with it. So the only um, sob story you should be listening to is you. The only organization you should be donating to is you, unless you want to donate to somebody. Don't let people make you feel that. Why do you think they make those commercials? Because they're going to draw you in emotionally. You got to learn how to cut the emotion out of it. And that's just what it comes down to. So when I say that I'm proud of you and I love you, it's a reminder that for all the bullshit that I've encountered, all the stuff that I will never get from my family, that I understand that I am good enough and that I am a good human being and that I am pushing toward great things. And so that's what it's about. It's about never forgetting that even on the cloudy days even on the hard days, don't let anyone take that from you, okay? So, we, we uh, you know, in your in your call to close, I'll, I'll give you my why and my call to close, but we have um packed, you know, I unpacked a lot about you know, understanding myself, understanding. You know, the struggle that I've been through, not allowing it to define me, Um, putting boundaries, having boundaries and enforcing them, drawing that line in the sand. Um, You know, how I felt growing up about not fitting in, not having that place, Um, how I treat friends, how I treat family. You know, (laughs) we talk about how, you know, I can still be a really difficult friend to have because I'll always be there for you. I'll always be there for you. But that constant line of communication um, as space um, starts to develop, you really won't you really won't see me in your space. Uh, and then family, just not you know knowing who I am. you know I think it goes back to how I used to look at myself before 25. like my name is my name. It really wasn't about the last name. it was about the first name and I've had to learn how to kind of have some of that mentality in this um, unemployment time. Yeah. um, But it's something like I teach my son, you know, we have a standard of how we act as Richard's men. Um, But that standard all starts with you. And And I'll tell him his first name and I'll say it starts with you. You reflect your last name, but who you are in this, it doesn't make you any of the past mistakes that we've made as in this standard. You can wash all that away with who you are. And I think that's very important to remember. We are given first names for a reason. Uh, we carry the surnames of our fathers. We do. But that first name is very important to me. And I, I think it's it should be important to all of you because it is your chance to make a stamp on your fathers and forefathers. It's your chance to make a stamp on your ancestors. And it doesn't have to be in these big... You know, it doesn't have to be in these big... Um, swoops. It doesn't have to be you save 12 kids out of a burning building. You develop the cure for cancer, which we need that. It has something to do with generational um, movement, curses, uh, blocks. I know for me, um, I refuse to do some of the things that I was brought up on. (laughs) I just do. Um, Generating wealth was a focus for me, and it's something that I'm doing for my son. I refuse to allow myself to blame the world or blame, you know, my parents for their shortcomings. I understand that I've had to face the trauma from my family because if not, I was never going to ultimately be the best version of myself. And remember, people, as I've said before, you get to recreate a new version of yourself every day. If you would live by that principle alone, you will find yourself Getting closer to your happiness. So what what's the why in this as we call the close? The why is I demand my slice of joy. <laughs> I demand my slice of joy. <laughs> okay. I know who I am. I'm somebody who works really hard. I'm someone who cares. You won't find a friend that'll tell you. They could tell you, you know, yeah, sometimes I feel like me and Jam, we're not on the same page, but I can call Jam and we'll be right back on the same page. I wish we kept in touch more, you know, I don't know why it's not like that. I don't I'm not trying to burden people. Every everybody everybody got something going on. People carry burdens, carry pains into the world every day getting up to go take their time, which I talked about, which is valuable and exchange it for money that doesn't even mean anything. <laughs> I mean, you need it to survive. But it doesn't, you know, it's not backed by gold. So what are we really doing? I think that's what's cool about Gen Z and some of those younger millennials is that they get it. They truly get it. And that's that's what's beautiful. You have to live life in the moment. You have to be present. Because if you're not doing that, what the hell are we really doing? So my why is demanding my joy for myself. And like I said, over the last few weeks, I've, I've, boy, actually it's been like the last three months, I've dealt with a lot of BS from family a lot of BS. And if you actually count back to September, a ton of BS from family. And at times it's made me feel really alone, really lonely, because who do you talk to about it? Who do you, I could tell a friend about it, but do they really understand it if they never really been through it? Am I just venting? It's like, what is venting doing? So I bring my content to you. That's how I vent, (laughs) funny enough. But it's that thing about trying to talk to people and tell them how you feel, but not putting more weight on their shoulders. I just, it's just never been who I am. And at the end of the day, you, sometimes you do need to vent. You do need to kind of, you need to expel it out of your body. So say it, but then it's like, what does that really do? If I know that ultimately my close family members are never going to change, they're never going to listen. They're never going to try to get better. What the hell do I do? And I have to close up shop. I have to turn my back to him. And that's tough. I, you know, I, I I was born with a strong sense of family. Um, but I don't believe in letting people disrespect you. It's one of the things I teach my son. Respect your elders, but respect yourself first. Don't ever let anyone disrespect you. And so, as we call to close the day, my why to you is you're important. You are the most important thing in the universe, the most important thing. Nice. Seven billion of us. You're like, come on, jam. Yes, you are. Even if your walk is funny and if your belly's big, you are important. You can't allow society to define who you are. But one of the things I want to give you in reality is, is you also have to have true expectations. You have to see reality i think we live in a time where people are so caught up in social media they're not looking at reality you know um i won't even get into it but it's i think we have a hard time facing reality because life is hard but life is so beautiful because when you fall you have a chance to get back up it's not like you fall and you never could walk again it's not like you you know screw something up and then you're never given another chance now of course You know, sometimes there's some mistakes that are bigger than others. I mean, if you kill a man, you don't get to go skipping home. (laughs) You're going to jail. But my point is, is that you should be proud of yourself and you should love yourself. And if it's hard for you, as it has been for me in my life, to say that first line, that's why proud is first and love is second. Take some time and reflect. All I ask of you is to find 10 moments in your life that you felt like you could say that you did good. If you can find 10 of them, be proud of yourself. Doesn't matter how small they are, okay? (laughs) It does not have to be saving 12 children out of a burning building. It could be something as easy as seeing someone having a tough day and you talk to them because you were worried about them. It could be opening a door for someone you don't know. It could be letting somebody jump in front of you in line because they're in a rush. It could be listening to a friend cry their eyes out because they don't know what they're going to do and they feel like their life is just spiraling. I could keep going and going, but every one of you are important because every day you go out into the world and you live. Sometimes you may sit and you may not interact. You may sit down on the bench. You may not give full participation. But if you get out of that bed and you put those feet down on the ground, you are halfway there. I've talked about this in a recording and I should make this the first season, like all my episodes before I labeled this season, season two, where I was just riding the car. And one of the things I talked about in depression that was a struggle for me is getting out of bed. There were times where I felt chained to my bed, felt like I couldn't get up. And if you've ever experienced that level of depression, Know that, hey, someone gets it, someone loves you, but if you get your ass up out of that bed, more than ever, that is one of your accomplishments. I'm fucking proud of you, okay? I'm fucking proud of you, and you should know that because the hardest thing I used to tell people for me when I was in that season of depression was, one, was putting my feet on the ground, but as soon as I put my feet on the ground, I made a commitment to myself that I would get all the way out the bed. And the hardest thing, the last thing that was hard for me to do was to put my shoes on. Because as soon as I put those shoes on, I made a commitment. Now you got to go out the door. I don't know what your experience is. I don't know what you're going through. But if you are battling depression, if you are having times where it's hard for you to get out of bed, make the commitment with me. You put your feet down on the ground, get out of that bed. Make it. If you make it real quickly, your ass ain't going to get back in. I can tell you that for sure. (laughs) If you're trying to go outside, put some nice clothes on. Put some good sense on. Put them shoes on. But when you put them shoes on, you got to go out that door. You can't take them back off till you go outside. Even if it means to sit in the sun for five minutes and come back inside. Start small, not big. That's how you win. And as long as you keep trying to reinvent and recreate yourself, you are something So as I leave you, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, I'm going to give you two phrases today. (laughs) Know that if you're trying, know that no matter what you're battling, that I'm proud of you and I love you, even though I may not know you. Someone in the world loves you right here in Florida. I love you and I'm proud of you because you keep going. We need people to keep going. We need people to keep trying. We need people to keep discovering themselves because with discovery comes beauty, creativity. Oh, man. Just possible. Just just so many possibilities. I can't even name them. (laughs) That's why I'm like possible. Possibilities, people. Because you didn't give up. And I'm a testament to not giving up. I'm a testament of still having to deal with people's bullshit today. Still having them attack my name. Still having them treat me like I'm crap and then ask me for money or ask me for help when they told me to be quiet and I should be quiet. (laughs) You dealing with that with family, man? Let me tell you something. Turn on some music and dance. But also sit in the corner sometimes and cry. Because it does suck. It does suck to feel like you are the family member that is isn't loved, (laughs) that you're never good enough. It sucks, but you're my family if you're going through it. And I'm proud of hell of you, and I love you. And most of all, you are amazing, so keep pushing. You are loved, so keep pushing. I threw it all off. And you're beautiful. Yeah. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. Who knows it.